Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online uh, worship service. And uh, we are talking about a very important subject, the working of the spirit of Zezebel in churches, in our home, in our workplace, even in our nation. Okay, so we know that Zezebel is not just a woman, but it's a spirit that wants to come in, especially among those who are leaders, those who are influential, so that she can manipulate, she can uh, control and, and take uh, and use these uh, uh, leaders to, to do what she wants to do. And uh, Zezebelic spirit wants to destroy the covenant that God has made with us and take away the inheritance that God wants to has already given us. So if we do not deal with the spirit of Zezebel, we will not have authority over the nation, as nations, as, as a church. So that's how important it is. So we know that Zezebel, one of the ways he comes in is through marriages, and, and because of that relationship, she begins to, to manipulate, she begins to control uh, the, the leader, the man, and, and, and destroy the family. So, uh, so we talk about the manipulation of Zezebel through King Ahab. And we're going to look some more at how Zezebel worked uh, this evening. Let's turn to 1 King 19, verse 1 and verse 2. 1 King 19, verse 1 and 2. Now Ahab told Zezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Zezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severe, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. So we know the prophet Elijah called fire down from heaven to burn the sacrifice and gave a challenge to the nation of Israel and said, Decide this day who is God. The God who answered by fire is the true and living God. And the one whom you call fire to come down and never answer you, you know he's no God. He didn't hear that prayer. So at the end of it, Elijah killed, or, or rather instructed the man to kill the prophets of Baal because of Baal worship. So when Jezebel heard from King Ahab everything that Elijah has done, her concern wasn't, oh, you know, this God is so powerful and I better go and worship him rather than worship Baal. No, she has no concern for the truth. Jezebel has no concern for the truth. What she was concerned is her dominion her sphere of influence. And she realized she's losing ground. 
She's losing influence because of Elijah, the mighty prophet of God. And so, Zezebel used emotion to intimidate Elijah. You know, emotion is very powerful too. And a lot of women in particular use emotion to, you know, uh, well, men also, right? Emotion of anger to intimidate others from coming near to them or, 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 or standing up against them. So, so Eli, this Jezebel must have a history. And we know she has, right? The prophet of God who stood against her, who did not bow down to worship Baal, she killed them. She killed them. Elijah knew the damage that she has done. And here, in this particular incident, she threatened Elijah. So for her to threaten Elijah and say, tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, you'll be killed. You know, she got to be so angry. You know, she must have gone into a rage because of what Elijah has done, that she threatened. And the way she speaks, the language, the expression, by this time tomorrow, if you are not dead, may those gods that she worshipped deal with her. So can you see, emotion has become a very powerful weapon that Zezebel used to control, to intimidate people. You know, the reason why I say Elijah knew or, or, or Zezebel has used this weapon in time past is the way that Elijah reacted when he heard this threat. Now, instead of rising up as a man of God, Elijah was so afraid and Elijah ran for his life. You know, this kind of situation actually plays in our real life in a lot of marriages because one partner has used this emotion as a weapon to, to come against those who, who speak or those who uh, correct them, those who speak a certain thing that, that is sensitive to them. They begin to react and begin to get angry and sometimes into a rage or into fierce anger through the emotional expression, the, the, the words, uh, uh, the facial, the, the, the emotion expression. You know, if you've gone through that time, time again, the next time, you only need to hear a little a, a, a noise, then you get, you get nervous. You, 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 inside you, the, the fear will just surface. That's what happened to Elijah. So because Zezebel has threatened God's prophet and has killed him in time past. So Elijah uh, uh, ran for his life. So I, I want you to know how people use emotion. And that is Jezebel's spirit working behind it, wanting her way, wanting to dominate, wanting to take authority away from those people who has the real authority 
so that they, they lose their authority. They lose their power to control. As Jezebel wants to control, you know, and, and now she's using intimidation to get her way. She doesn't care for the truth, remember? She just wants her way. She just wants dominion. She just wants to maintain or increase her sphere of influence in that home, in that environment, company, in church. Okay. And the other extreme to in- intimidation is manipulation. You know, so some people, they, they don't come up angry in fierce anger like that, but they come as a victim. You know, so pitiful, so weak, so unjust, so, uh, so ill-treated by, by others. You see, especially they make a mess of things. You know, they, they play victim to make themselves look better under the circumstances. And we see that in the, another story, Samson, the great man of God. Wow, mighty strength. I think he's probably the, the strongest of all God's servants, individually. You know, there are others who are mighty men of God, but, but they have a group. They have a team. But Samson, individually, he's so powerful. He's so great because of God's covenant, because of the, the calling that God has upon his life as a Nazareth to deliver the Israelite from the hands of Philistine. But unfortunately, Samson entered into a relationship that he should has, have never got into. He fell in love with this woman, Delilah, a Philistine. Not a Jew, a Philistine, a foreign woman. Remember how Zezbeth wanted to come in? So it's a foreign woman. And because this is a Philistine woman, Israel is fighting against, or rather the Philistines against the Israelites. So the Philistine come to this Philistine woman, Delilah, and asked her to get a secret from Samson because they knew that the power that Samson has is not a natural power. It's a supernatural. It's from God, whoever it is, you know, as far as they are concerned. It's, it's supernatural power. What is the secret? They want to neutralize Samson's strength so that they can uh, kill him. You see, Jezebel will always want to neutralize our authority, we want to neutralize our power, neutralize our strength so that we cannot function, so that we cannot fulfill the covenant that God has made with us. But unfortunately, Samson disobeyed God, entering into this kind of relationship. This disobeyed his parents because the parents asked him not to. But he disobeyed. And so, let's read it in Judges 16 verse 15. What happened? Then Delilah said to Samson, How can you say I love you when you won't confine in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. 
So you see, Delilah is playing victim now. You know, look at me. Right, you say you love me, but you didn't. You're not truthful. You're not open to me. And you're not fair to me. Look what happened. These three times I'm being made a fool out of. Right? Because she thought she got a secret from Samson and tell the Philistine. Now the Philistine come and wanting to kill Samson. But Samson is just as powerful. So Delilah played victim and, and, and trying to gain sympathy and, 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 and say to, talk to Samson like this. But look at what uh, she did. Verse 16. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. With such nagging, she prodded him until he has no more strength, until he's worn out emotionally. So tired to, to, to death. So you see, we always feel, for instance, uh, Solomon and Samson here, always feel that, hey, we can handle. It's okay, we can handle the Delilah. We can handle Zezebel because we're strong. But Zezebel will have her way I know this is Delilah here, but it's the Zezebel spirit. Zezebel will have her way. And nagging is one of the weapons that Zezebel will use to wear down the man of God, to wear down those in authority so that they will give in. So in this case, uh, finally, Samson just, just gets so tired because of the nagging, right? This, this evening... If you are one of those women who like to nag and nag and nag, you, you be careful. Because that's a Zezebelic spirit working in you and through you. To want your own way. And many times you get your way because the man who doesn't want, who knows he's not right, who knows he's not good, will give in to save all the trouble of coming against you because of that nagging. So, this is what Jezebel will do. Use emotion to manipulate, to intimidate, to control until she has a way uh, in whatever situation it is in. So, verse 17. So Samson told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I've been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head was shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. So finally, the great man of God, Samson, fall because of that Zazabaric spirit that is working fought on and on until eventually he just had no more strength to resist and gave in. And we know the rest of the story. You can read from it uh, from the Bible for yourself how Samson has fallen. And that's what Jezebel wanted to do. Wanted to come in to take our strength, take our authority, rob us of what God has given to us in the covenant and destroy us destroy a nation, 
destroy a family, a church. So we got to really be alert and not be used by Zezebel to accomplish what she wants to do. And then another way that Zezebel's spirit will come in is through spiritual deception. Spiritual deception. She'll present herself as a very spiritual person. That's why we, we mentioned this before. She will serve so well to gain the trust, to gain the, the influence of, uh, to, to gain the trust of the leaders so that eventually she can release her influence and mislead the people and even the whole church so that she get her way. Right? So look at Revelation 2, verse 20. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman, Zezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By her teachings, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. She called herself. You see, she projects herself as a prophetess, as someone who is spiritual, as someone who has revelation. You know, these people will come to you and say, you know, God spoke to me. You know, I see a vision. You know, I see this. Oh, they're so spiritual. So if you're not careful, you're taken in by this. Just be careful. Just watch out. Spirit of Zezebel wants to come in to want to come take control of your life and to destroy your life. And I people come to me, oh, so-and-so is so accurate, you know, in the revelation, in the prophecy. We believe in prophetic ministry. We believe in proper ministering under the covering of the church with the right spirit. But this kind, you know, they want to come in to the back door. They want to come in to other means, to manipulation, to inference, to come into the church. We need to watch out for this kind of Zezebelic spirit. You know, they want people to follow them. They want to, they, they, especially, you know, those, I'm not saying those who are intercessor and those who are in an intercessory group. When you function under the covering and the, the leadership of the church, you're always, always uh, 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 coming under covering. You have no problem. But there are groups, you know, led by people who seem to be so spiritual and they want people to follow them. Not follow the church, follow them. And they have their own group. You know, we are so uh, connected here and there. Come on, watch out. Watch out. Zezebelic spirit wants to come in and want to take control and manipulate. Right? So God has given the church to be coming under the authority of the apostles. And, 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 and prophets and, and, and leaders. They are proper, proper ways. So just watch out for those who want to manipulate and, and, and come in and wanting their own way. And if you are functioning like that, let me tell you, the Zazibaric spirit is working in you and through you. You just be careful. And, and so... These people, they project themselves as super spiritual. 
You know, wow, the, the pastor, they have no revelation. You know, we, they don't talk like this, but this is what they're projecting. You know, we, oh, I see this, I see that, you know. Just be careful, okay? And uh, look at verse 24, Revelation 2. Now I say to the rest of you in Tyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you. See? So they, they claim to have special revelation and how close they are to God and God reveals them and this and that. But many times I find that they are so inconsistent in the way they talk. They're so close to God. They should have great faith. But when they go through crisis, you see them. They're just nothing. Okay, so we've got to, got to be careful. You know, this claim to be a, have a special revelation, but the word of God described it as Satan's so-called deep secret. You know, they, they say, oh, we, are, we, 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 we do this, we pray, we fast, and so on. Just be careful, church. Just be careful of, of, of this, this kind of ways. And uh, see, by her teaching, she misled my servants into sexual immorality and food offers to idols. So here is it's not necessarily talking about this kind of uh, uh, physical uh, sexual immorality. No, it's talking about leading you astray so that somehow you, you are led astray away from Jesus. You are led astray from worshipping God. You know, you become religious. You're not really following Jesus. You may be following some, something in the so-called in the name of Jesus, but it's not Jesus. It's just like Jesus said, you know, there are people who come to him and say, we prophesy in your name. We cast out demons in your name. Jesus said, I don't know you. You see, is Jesus the Lord? Or is this thing the Lord? Is this thing driving you? Or is it Jesus who drives you? You know, some people, they are so full of self. You know, it's just self. It's just dominion, self, the authority, the sphere of influence they, they, they want to have. If they don't get it, you see they'll be gone. They're not faithful people. You know, they're not people who hold on to the Word of God. Right? So we've we got to be people who who can discern this thing and do not allow the spirit of Zazabel to come in. And food sacrifice to idols. You know, we are not much of a difference to those who are not following God. Okay, let's move on to the next thing that uh, this Zazabelic spirit would, would want to work. is to politicking. Politicking. They build relationship. Oh, these people are their people. These people are their kind. They're so close. You know, they spend so much time together, praying together, talking together. They're always together. So much so, you got influenced by them because of that bonding, because of that relationship, right? And then when they will try and influence the leaders, if the leaders cannot be influenced, they will attack the leaders. Right, 
They want the leaders to do what they want, but if the leaders doesn't fall for that, they will attack the leader. They will slander the leader. They will they will think differently. Okay, so so we got to be careful about people who speak against leaders. Remember, there's a spirit spirit who want to get close to the leadership. At the same time, if they didn't get their way, they will turn and attack and slander and accuse the leaders. Because they are there to bring destruction, they are there to bring division, they are there to, to gain their own following, their own sphere of ministry and influence. They are not there to serve the church, they are not there to serve Jesus. They are there to serve using church, using God to serve their own needs and their own ends. Oh, they could be very sacrificial people in terms of spending time in prayer and so on. Okay, so what are we to do? Look at how, how do we come against this when they, when they come and, and attack the leaders. 1 Timothy 5, 19 to 22. 1 Timothy 5, 19 to 22. Do not entertain an accusation against an elders unless it is brought by two or three witnesses. Those who sin are to be rebuilt publicly so that the others may take warning. I charge you in the sight of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels to keep this instruction without partiality and to do nothing out of favoritism. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. So when, when the Zezebel spirit is working to these people and they begin to attack or, or, or slander the, the elders or the leaders in the in a church. What are we to do? The Bible takes a very stern warning against this kind of behavior of attacking leaders. And that's why it says, do not entertain an accusation without solid proof, without two or three witnesses, you know, when, that is so... Is so real, is so so is established. Do not entertain this kind of people or this kind of slander, this kind of, of talk. So next time if people were to talk against the leaders or, or, or negatively about the leadership, what do you do? Do not entertain. Just say sorry. Okay? Uh, keep it to yourself. I have nothing to do with it. Right? Until they are solid, if they are solid proof of concern. Right? But if you, if you do not, you're just speaking your feeling, your ways. He said, those who sin are to be rebuilt publicly so that the others may take warning. Because Jesus doesn't want this kind of conduct, this kind of behavior to be taking place in church. Right? Say those who do that, they are to be rebuilt publicly so that others were not, were, dead, were not there to do this kind of thing, to put a stop to all this kind of behavior. Right? I think the problem with us is we allow these things to happen. We entertain it. So that's why it keeps going on here and there and, and, and so on. And then he said, I charge you in the sight of God, Christ Jesus, elect angels, to keep this instruction without partiality and do nothing out of favoritism. Remember, Zezebel will come and make, build friendship with you. 
she will know how to talk to which kind of people, those who are close to her, those who will listen to her, those who are weak, those who can't be manipulated by her, those who can't be influenced by her. These are the people she will talk to. But she will not talk to people who challenge her. She knows you know, which kind of people not to touch. And many times they'll say, hey, don't tell anybody. Ah, just between me and you. Oh, you know, this, you know, don't tell anybody. Say they want to manipulate. So the word of God is saying, hey, do not, just because of the relationship, don't do things out of favoritism. Don't do things out of partiality. Find out the truth. Find out the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Don't just use something that seems, appears to be like that, but you don't know the whole picture. And then you are taken in by Zezebelic spirit and partake in their sin. He said, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others. In other words, when these people come, don't be just so quick to react and say, oh yeah, yeah, I can see, yes. Just because it appears to be like that. You know, then you just take and yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, I think it's like that. Yes, I think. You know, so the Bible says, hey, do not be hasty. Don't just simply take an in by people who talk like that, but, but determine and, and do not share in their sin. Don't join the gang. Don't share. You know, they are sinning, but do not share in their sin. So we've got to get rid of this Zezebelic spirit working in the church. We've got to put a stop to it and we've got to rise up. It's our responsibility to rise up to come against this sort of influence so that our church will be protected, so that the enemies will not be able to come in to take away our authority, to bring division, to bring doubts, to, to bring, you know, that it's, it's not necessarily big division, but then there is that kind of division in our hearts. Oh, you know, yes, you see, some of, some of the, some of, the people, because of Zezebel influence, we, we tend to look at the leaders with a different, you know, we are negative. Instead of being enthusiastic and want to work together, we begin to highlight on the accusation, the slander, and, and, and we are taken by them. So let us be warned. Let us be careful because the Bible says, do not, do not have anything to do with this Zezebel spirit. Okay? So I, I trust this teaching will help us to really see some of the things that the people and the things that's going on in church and how people try under the influence of Zazabek Spirit, try to gain their way. And we've got to put a stop to it. We've got to warn them and uh, has, have nothing to do with them. Okay? Uh, do not entertain this kind of thing. Right, so, so that we can preserve what God has given to us in the covenant, in unity, and moving together in the kingdom of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the understanding and revelation that you are unveiling to us concerning the inference of Jezebel. And we pray against this sort of inference in our life, uh, even through some of us, and in a church, and in our, our home, in a workplace, in Jesus' name, open our eyes so that we can discern, open our eyes so that we can rise up, so that we can overcome. 
this spirit so that we can receive our authority to rule and reign with you and not be under the manipulation of this Jezebelic spirit. So keep our hearts pure, keep us trusting in you, looking to you, learning and following your ways and your words, O oh God. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. Good night.